0: Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Prospero los Feliz Navidad. Os años Hola, queridas. This is Jaws Blake of the Painter Files Podcast. I am on episode number 97 of this gorgeous, wonderful podcast. My name is Jaws Blake, as you already know. I hope you're doing well. I hope the holiday is going to treat you well I know a lot of people are kind of In the middle right now Between paying for things And trying to stay healthy And I just want to send my love And appreciation to you For all the wonderful things you've done for me The Just the Honestly just the the support And the, the love And the experience And all these things Like I was a some of you remember, because you've been here for a very long time now. Almost a hundred episodes. Cien. Uh, you know, and... You remember, like, I'm, I'm... You know, I still am to some extent, but... Uh, I definitely was like a massive serial mumbler. So... <laughs> I appreciate that you've, you've kind of helped me. You helped me in my thirties of all times. To kind of get out of that. To be outspoken. To really really express myself and be a part of those things. Now, every time I've expressed myself, I've not always been on everyone's favorite side, but I, I do appreciate that, you know, I have the freedom to do that. And that you you give me you give me your ear. So yeah. Uh for the painter files question last week, by the way, that was really great. There were so many people who like responded and told me stories. There were ones about Uh, African art that people grew up seeing and contemporary and like people whose fathers drew them like Christmas cards birthday cards and that really got them to people whose mothers were like super talented artists who inspired them and passed it on I even had someone who's like whose abuela their grandmother was like this really powerful artist and she she inspired them. She taught them all they knew and now they, they are too they are artistas also. So it's just really beautiful, honestly. Like that's it's so much love and like just wonderfulness. And I'm very happy. I'm very happy to hear it. Uh, let me see. So the art poster, if you've been following me on any of my platforms, uh, my website, which is the best place to find me, which is uh Jaws Blake blog dot com uh or even you know instagrams or youtube or you know stuff like ig stuff like that uh I'm just Jaws Blake I'm either Jaws or Juara Blake on all of these things um so come find me <laughs> uh thank you to everybody who's been writing emails to the painter files podcast at gmail.com it's been really fun actually just going back and forth with people so I appreciate that deeply And that is just my fun It's just fun for me It's really fun to just kind of go through all the mail And talk to people and like express things And like we can go They can tell me stories and all that stuff And it's just it's really fun honestly And like some of them are like they're really cool It's funny because Hannah was like Yeah you should read like the funny ones on there And I was like ah, I want people's permission If you want me to read your want me to read Your letters or anything like it, throw me a note at the bottom of it that says, yeah, I want you, it'd be cool if you use this. Otherwise, I'm not going to use it. I just got to tell you. I might like use like little excerpts and be like, oh yeah, they said this and they said that, but I'm not going to quote you because I don't, you know, it's, it's private. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to wreck that, that relationship we have. As I love you. You're some of my favorite people. So my amazing galeras, my ginshi. Guys are great. Uh, let me see. I made a new popsicle mask recently. So, like a yellow, I made like a yellow popsicle mask that uh, for like a COVID mask. So that is on my website. So if you go to my, if you go to my, it's on my store of my website. So if you go to my website, uh you can, or actually just go to Jay's a painter at com I think, actually. It should probably be what it ends up coming out as. And, uh, yeah, it was just great. I'll put a link. Yeah, I'll put a link. I'll put a link in the description. But, uh, yeah, I was just thinking. I was like, you know, I need a new mask that's kind of cool, that feels like more me. So I'm doing that. And it feels good, honestly. <sighs> I don't know about you, but... I have definitely, me and a lot of the people around me have been feeling a lot of seasonal depression. Um, One of the things people have told me is try and exercise, do like some yoga, stretch, move around. But one of the other things people have also said, which has actually helped me a lot has been to just take vitamins. Like you're not getting your natural amount of vitamins a lot of times during the winter partially because you're not getting as much sun partially because you're not really going outside as much then there's the whole covid aspect i mean all of us have basically almost been living like it's winter this whole time so just you know try and do nice things for yourself know that this is hard for everyone and you are doing fine it's it's hard but it's but it's doable and for all those who've gotten sick my my uh I, I, I pray to uh, the wind gods that you're okay. My, my chosen deities. <laughs> uh, I've been thinking about doing a lot of more portraits recently as far as paintings go. Um, which is pretty much what I do a lot of. But I mean, I haven't... I've kind of slowed down a little bit because of everything. Um, and my joints kind of hurt. So, on the upside, my lungs don't hurt, though, so that's nice. That's typically the big problem I have. Like, my chest hurts and my lungs hurt this time of year, um, so I haven't had that problem. So I've been just kind of moving and going forward. I got uh, asked to join another art contest. I got to make something this weekend for it. Um, it's like a holiday art contest, so I can, as long as I institute some type of holiday whatever season i wish to do it as via hanukkah or solstice or christmas or fuck 2020 you know whatever um it's just it's it's interesting so i'm i'm tempted to do that uh it's with uh the suicide girls so they asked me to join that uh a good friend rambo asked me so i'm excited honestly to get that going i have to figure out what i want to do cuz i don't honestly know uh, who or what I'm planning on painting But I know I'm going to do something And Yeah It's good The poster's coming along really well actually The one that I'm, I'm working on right now It's uh, I'm doing like the world snake Which is like a Viking mythology Type of thing It's like a snake that wraps around the whole world Uh Then my luchadoras And Some cassette tapes birds and <laughs> of course birds um I put a Nintendo switch where it's playing like the game snake on it because I'm a cheeseball um yeah it's cool honestly I'm really I'm really happy about this it's weird it's a weird little poster which is pretty much like my my forte is weird posters those weird little kind of surreal art works and whatnot so I'm doing that um I have a friend who's got into leather working So that's kind of cool He's been making like wallets And all types of cool artworks So uh, if I get some pictures I'll throw them up on something So you can see them Uh, Oh my Patreon You guys should join my Patreon Have I never told you about my Patreon? I feel like I've told you about my Patreon like a million times (laughs) Um, So yeah join my Patreon It'll be great Um, Let me see I recently, well, not recently, but I, I recently re-found, re-remembered uh, that uh, Facebook and IG don't let me promote my art book. I don't know why. I've tried to buy link, I've tried to buy like uh, ads for it, and they don't want me to. So, oh well, I won't worry about them. They are stupid, so it's fine. I've been planning on my next art book. I'm trying to do a coloring book. But it is seem it is showing to be a little more difficult than I thought it would be. Uh, I got my digital pen, so I've drawn a bunch of things, but I need to digitize them. My scanner is not great, or actually, my scanner does not work very well, so I'm having to take a lot of things with actual cameras, and then and then fixing it in post. So it's taking a lot longer, but it is working though. For the record, it does work. It's just difficult so it is coming i promise it's gonna be a big toolbox because that's what it was it was a toolbox for a kid whose parents wanted to do like a cool little thing for him so yeah there's a lot more to come i'll i'll let you know So, it finally happened, as you called it, my endless use of the word kiddo has infuriated a crazy person who then uh, tried to confront me about it online, and we, had, we started to have a discussion about it. I explained to them that it wasn't something that I did, I called young people per se, it was a term that I used on everybody. Uh, it wasn't about their age or anything of that nature. And they, instead of continuing to have a conversation with me, they just kind of blocked me. It's uh, its an interesting world we live in, honestly. Like, I—I I don't understand to some extent the frustrations and the aggravations that people have towards fairly. Harmless things, I guess. I don't pretend to know everyone's backstory, so maybe maybe it's triggering and I, I just didn't realize it. Uh, there wasn't anything that gave the, per- the perception that it was triggering. It just seemed like they were kind of angry about it. Like they were mad that they're suddenly not being taken seriously. And that's kind of an interesting topic to me because I think a lot of times people get the attention, especially in this day and age, as far as art goes and how you present yourself and stuff like that, as far as art goes, uh, what you become famous for is kind of what you're known for. It's very hard to change that narrative once it comes out. Like if you're typically, if your paintings are typically, like I'm a figurative painter, so... When people see me, they see me as a figurative painter. Um, that's what I do. That's who I am. That's what I make. It's not to say that I can't be something else, but to, for, pe- for me to get mad that people see me as a figurative painter after I've, I don't know, changed styles to something else, like, that's kind of for me to work out. You need to give people time to then, you know, see your new works and then let you establish yourself to them. But you kind of can't reinvent yourself every every time. Sometimes you, you are exactly who you presented yourself to be to people. It's a weird it's a weird thing, honestly. Like I've known a lot of painters who've been like figurative painters, who painted nudes and did all that stuff, and then they wanted to be like children's book illustrators. And they ran into pitfalls along the way. Not that people weren't willing to see their stuff, but it was... or even admit that it was good, but, you know, that artwork exists. It is in the world. You have put it on the internet. It is there. Other people own that artwork. These are all things. Like, there's a facet of... There's a multi-facet aspect of making art that the journey... It's the Picasso blue period, you know? There's, 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 there are periods in, in art that people go through... And they make certain things and they do certain things. And it's not to say they can't go back to them. It's not even to say they can't move away from them. But, you know... Everybody remembers Picasso because he did, you know, Picasso. It's kind of... It is what it is. Like, you can't... Getting upset about being thought of in the way that you presented yourself... And made money doing so, nonetheless. Is kind of what it is. Like, I'm a mechanic in addition to a painter. If someone referred to me as a mechanic after I wasn't a mechanic anymore, it is kind of on me to explain to them I don't do it anymore. You can't just get mad at people. It's so strange to me. Like, this weird world we live in right now where... People feel like they're being put under these weird auspices of things they were versus things they are, as far as just, like, their creative outlets. And it's it's very strange. Like, you can be a famous singer and then become a filmmaker, but you still be known to some people as a person who was a famous singer, like... You don't you don't erase those things. You don't erase the lines that, that that put you where you were. You don't owe anything to those people. You're not forced to then sing a song every time you come outside, but you know, people are going to go. Oh my god, I saw you in Oh my god, you're Harry Connick Junior. I saw you in this movie once. I saw you I saw you in Will and Grace. There you go. And you're like, yes, but I'm also a very famous piano player, jazz musician. I know this, but my fondest memories of you are on Will and Grace. You know, that date give you a date on how old my television watching has. It really is. Um, I heard it came back, actually. I don't know. Either, either way. I saw it back then, so I don't really know, which is interesting. That was a weird show, like, representational-wise. That was an interesting show. I don't know that it was always good, but it was, it was interesting. And I don't think anybody, even if people do different things from what they do, like, you still, you know, you know what brought you to the dance. And it is that, you know? It's just, it's such a strange, strange thing. I don't get people. I just don't. So... In conclusion, I guess I won't be calling people kiddo anymore. Not that this person matters on their kiddo/non-kiddo thing, but maybe you know, maybe I'll find a different term. I remember when I was younger, uh, I used to talk to people. I did more of a, I did more of a stereotype, I guess, for Afro-Latinos. Where I, I called someone when I didn't know their name, I called them chico or chica. And that worked for a long time, honestly I don't know why I really stopped To be honest I think it's because I wasn't learning people's names Maybe that was why I, I, was, I was a heavy drinker back then like, Not that I'm great with names now, but I'll use that as my reasoning for why I didn't, I didn't know all these things Ugh, art school those years Those were so crazy So we all wanted to be the next Jackson Pollock. We all wanted to be these artists that started something that no one else had done, that moved the world, that people waited in droves to see what the next big, wild madness piece would be. And so we figured we'd follow his path, but try not to become Jackson Pollock in the same aspect. Because Jackson was a heavy alcoholic. So it was always kind of strange to see how that worked now for those who are unfamiliar with jackson pollock jackson pollock was an expressionist painter who did complete abstract where nothing that he painted looked like anything they were all very much just jackson pollock being jackson pollock and they were incredible powerful pieces you don't realize how big they are until you've seen one in a museum which i've been lucky enough to see two they are (laughs) jai fucking gigantic! <laughs> like, that is... That is, like, rage and anger and pain and happiness and sadness and just everything all thrown out on those. And he didn't use brushes. He used sticks and he used all types of things to then... What the fuck? Sorry, this guy just pulled off in front of me on a tow truck to be in front of me in a stoplight. So he's, like, half in an intersection right now. It's a tow truck. It's kind of one of the more shitty things I think I've seen someone do in a while. Um, But, you know, people suck, so I guess that's how that works. Uh, Back to Jackson Pollock. Pollock was just like this really interesting soul, you know? He wasn't necessarily a great person, but he wasn't necessarily a horrible person either. He was kind of more in the middle. And, yeah. Yeah. If you ever want to learn anything about him, there's actually a great movie that Ed Burns does, where he plays Jackson Pollock. That's actually really powerful and beautiful, but crazy at the same time. Which is kind of how I would describe Jackson Pollock. He was a he was a force, you know. He was a he was a legitimate force. It's kind of like Basquiat. Basquiat was a force. He was a lot of powerful moments. So yeah. I just remember that. I remember like we'd all go like, oh man, I'm making all these pieces and they're all huge and they're doing this stuff and it's like nothing no one's ever seen before. And they'd be like, Calm down, Jackson Pollock, calm down. And it was just, you know, it was a it was a, a praise and a curse word all at the same time. And it was it was interesting. It was so interesting. I remember the first Pollock I ever saw. I was in Raleigh, North Carolina to this museum, this modern art museum, and it was hanging up on the wall. And it was like several yards. <laughs> it was very long and fairly tall. And it was just it was just powerful. It was like blue, it had a white canvas background and it had blue, blue and black and yellow and like speckled spots and long lines everything and it was just so powerful like I remember when I saw it next I wanted to do my backgrounds to look like a Jackson Pollock so I wanted a Jackson Pollock and then a painting of mine superimposed on top of it almost and it was it was wild you know it was this wild kind of insane madness that I, I loved about it just you know how I chase madness it's amazing <laughs> it's probably not healthy but it's amazing uh, you can tell like he was a chain smoker this his his canvases kind of had like that smell to it like with painters that smoke a lot their their canvases and their artwork have like kind of a a menthol smell to them their their canvases sometimes look hard like stones I can they, maybe they're jostling with one hand with a cigarette in the other. That's how I always imagine it. And I remember like trying to think how I could do that version of it. I didn't want to become a, a nicotine smoker, and the idea of 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 uh, of smoking marijuana while while painting didn't really seem like a way to have any focus. So it was just kind of trying to figure out. What the next step would be to be painting in the different types of styles and ways that came across, and then I was like Frida work, which was much smaller than I thought it would be. It's like a TV size in some cases, but it was so intricate and it had so many kind of very defined images in them, which I've had a hard time with for years because my uh, arthritis makes it kind of difficult sometimes now to paint smaller objects it's not that i can't do it it's just that there's there's a certain motion that my hands and my wrist and my shoulders don't want to do anymore it's not that they can't it's just they don't enjoy it and so these are the things that you kind of you know they play into these factors moving into bigger canvases became like the easier way to go in a lot of ways because mobility Ink's such kind of a viscous type of paint that it became more kind of interesting to put it down and grease it across. I've contented, I've contemplated oils for a long time, going back into oils. But in a way, I kind of don't want to. I like, I like the madness and the, the lack of control sometimes that I'm allowed to have with ink. And then the the washing, the adding of waters to dilute and to mix everything. It's just very fascinating to me how it works. And then there's the giant posters I've been doing. Like the one I just finished last night with the world snake. It's just uh I don't know, it grabs me. It moves me. There's just something about it where your eyes... You become so focused, you lose... Your eyes lose focus, almost. And everything that gets done is just done... Specifically to... Mirror the emotion more than the the image... There's like a flying that happens that I just find rather fascinating. And I think more about how I kind of do certain things and I wonder in my mind if layers upon layers upon layers of dark to light to dark to light to dark to light to dark to light transition into emotion on the canvas. It's a thing, you know? It's a real thing. So let's talk about the monster that uh, lurks, lurks the land. COVID-19. <sighs> Alright. So, a lot of people in America have died from COVID. Over 300,000 people. Millions of people are sick. Everywhere. Hmm. People have died. So many people have died. My friends, family, members have died. Even had a few friends died. It's it's, uh, it's very big and heavy. It's just this, this massive monster. And, like, it's weird because there are some people who are so casual about it. Strange to be honest. They know what they say. I know what they say. They say we wash our hands and we wear masks and we we not touch our faces and we try to be as clean and keep social distancing, six feet and so on and so forth like this these are all things that help and they could save our lives. and this is good. We should all be doing these things honestly. That, that is not even remotely up to debate um, Really nothing about it is up to debate Honestly We've got a vaccine coming The vaccine is Definitely uh, going to be a game changer For a lot of things The scary part is it's like mutated Into different strands In like South Africa and the UK So it's it's different than it once was a little bit. It's not more deadly, but it's it transmits a little easier, and that's that's a lot. It makes me think of like the Black Plague and stuff in, in England when they had uh, when they had um, you know the world basically was on fire. Hundred years, every hundred years, this seems to be a thing. Actually, it's kind of weird. But it scares me honestly Like I worry that like this will be How I will leave the world This like Sick Little person who Just Doesn't Doesn't kick it past this Doesn't Doesn't make work that Changes the world Because I'm You know hospital bed dying it scares me honestly it really does like I didn't I've been trying not to say that I think for a while now that it scares me and I think that may be the biggest like the biggest kind of untruth I guess of all these things the least helpful thing I think that ever that really could ever be said by most people is that they're not afraid of covid. They keep saying it's all oh, it's like the flu and all this stuff and it's like it's not like the flu. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah. It's it's scary. It's very scary. I just hope you're all well. I miss I miss laughter. <laughs> I don't get laughter as much as I used to, not in person. It's it's definitely difficult. But I'm dealing. Don't worry. I'm dealing. I'm doing the nasal rinses and the vitamins and trying to take showers, like, sometimes twice a day if necessary. Um, just keeping it all going, honestly. I'm trying to keep my living spaces clean and my workspace is clean and all these things. I need you know people need me and in all honesty I need people so I'm I'm hoping deeply in myself that everything is going to be that's fun. Somebody destroyed their car and it was just kind of laying in the street. Um. Yeah. It all just feels nuts, man. It feels nuts. It feels like we're living in this torrentially insane moment. And like, I keep trying to find like escapes. Like some type of escapism. Where I'm like reading books or I'm watching movies or trying to get into television or paint something or whatever and it's like it's just it's there and it's unavoidable i hope slept well I am and hopefully we're all gonna stay that way Traveling anywhere for the holiday. Um, we're just gonna stay home, obviously, because that's the safe thing to do. Um, yeah, and just trying to make the most of it, you know. Gonna watch Legend, which is one of my favorite movies, uh, with Tom Cruise and Mia Sarah, and um oh, you're all gonna hate me if I don't remember this name. He's the butler and he's like Franz Ferdinand Not Franz Ferdinand Frankfurter (laughs) (laughs) Oh god he's a butler I can't remember his name You're all screaming this right now At the podcast and I'm so sorry I can't hear you He's uh Rocky Horror He's like the villain in Rocky Horror Tim something you know who he is. Anyways, I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies. I think of it as a Christmas movie. I think because of all the snow. But I, I love it. Tim Curry. Bam, got it. I was like Tim Roth. That's not right. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Um, yeah, I just love that movie. I always have. I always thought about doing like artwork about it, but I'm like, where would I, what would I do with it? You know, other than making a poster for myself, like, what would I even do with that? The same thing with Rocky Horror. I thought about doing all this kind of cool artwork for it. And I'm like, where would it go? What would I do with it? I don't know that anyone would be that interested in that. In my work for those types of things. And although I love those things. And I I remember... Uh, it was one Christmas Eve. Alec and I went and saw a live performance of Rocky Horror. While it was going on in a theater. They are projecting a movie. It was it was fun. I think I fell asleep like somewhere towards the end of it because like they didn't start it until like 1:30 in the morning because they were like, all right, so we got to introduce stuff to you and explain. This is our theater group and we do this, we do that, and also we'd like you to learn about this. And uh, there's a we do workshops and we do da 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 da. And I was like, I mean, this is cool, but it's like we got here at 11. And this movie hasn't started yet, and it's 1.30. So I'm going to need y'all to, like, chill out just a little bit with your performance stuff. Because it's kind of last minute. And it was just, you know, it was cool. But it was just, it was just so long. And it's already, like, a movie that's, like, two and a half hours long. So it was just kind of, like, ugh, I couldn't... I, I think I fell asleep after, uh, after they killed Meatloaf, And then I woke up, like, maybe about ten seconds, ten minutes later. And, like, I was just like, ugh, oh, just out of it, kind of. And it's already towards, like, the end of it or whatever. Damn it, Janet, you know. <laughs> Susan Sarandon, man. Gosh, she's just so beautiful. I love those eyes got peepers the peepers they pop so yeah i just wanted to say we'll be doing stuff it'll be safe don't worry about us and i hope your holiday treats you beautifully because it should because you deserve it all right so two things one The most obnoxious thing uh, that has recently been happening is that my microphone keeps cutting in and out while I'm doing interviews with people. Uh, It's annoying, so I'm trying to now file a little better as far as some of my mixing station type of stuff so I can fix that. Two, (laughs) now that I've gotten the not-so-interesting aspect out of the way, Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions about what to do for motivation now this is kind of funny because it's been coming a lot from the painter files podcast at gmail.com email um, people have been asking me what do you do for motivation which is funny because like i feel like i've covered this like a lot <laughs> but I'll, I'll go over it some more man I'm i'm happy to express and explain how the process for me works. Um so there's there's a few th- there are a few things that I do to be motivated and also how to work when not motivated. So I'm going to cover the first things that I do to be motivated and then how I still sometimes work through not being motivated cuz sometimes you're not going to be motivated, you just have to work through it. You have to figure out a way to be okay with not being motivated. And sometimes, like, sometimes that thing is just to take a nap. Sometimes that thing is to put your shit away for the week and just go outside and walk and just live. Like, sometimes that's all you really can do is to just be a part of your world that you're in, honestly. Like, find all these little things that are distracting you and then indulge yourself be a part of those actual things let yourself feel you know all that It's very important like very 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 important okay so beyond that beyond the accepting that maybe you're not going to be busy that day Um, I find it best sometimes to just have like a junk sketchbook. Uh, Some people refer to it as a trash sketchbook. Uh, And you just doodle in that thing. You don't show it to anybody. You just make whatever. Sometimes it's just repetitive shapes. Sometimes it's just colors. Sometimes it's swashes. Sometimes it's intricate little drawings that are very good. Sometimes it's things that you don't show other people that you just work on like it's there's there's so many little bits and pieces that can kind of come in to everything like i love my little can of cafe bustamante um it's just an empty coffee can i have for espresso powder and sometimes i just paint the can (laughs) you don't have to do a lot is the thing. I think a lot of people feel like it's like, oh, everything has to be like this super deep, long, like, hard... It's going to sound dirty when I say it. Strokes. Um, And that's not really the case. Sometimes it's just just letting your mind go. Sometimes use your non-dominant hand and just move around the page. Try and make things. Uh, One of the things somebody used to tell me was um, do a drawing where you don't pick your pen up off the page or you don't pick your pencil off the page so it's just like a continuous, there's an actual word for this and I can't remember what it's called um, but yeah just take your just you know draw whatever you're drawing but never lift your pen off the page just one solid just streak of lines and everything and they don't have to look like anything when it's done they could look like everything when it's done it doesn't matter not everything you do is needs to be made so that it can be consumed i think that's probably the biggest hardest part for a lot of people they don't want to make anything they don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of materials they don't have a lot of money so they'll you know they'll just draw stuff when they make stuff they only make it really professional and stuff like that but you can usually you can usually use anything you could use, you know, school paper if you want. It doesn't matter. No one's going to see this. It's just yours. It's just yours. Third time. It's just yours. <laughs> it's just, it's so easy to get caught up in all that stuff. So there's, there's several things I do. One is the junk sketchbook. Two, if I need to make something on a big piece, sometimes that's the best thing to do. Just to let your wrist and your shoulder and your elbow and your mind and your heart and all that stuff just open up. And you do these huge shapes and these huge lines and everything. And it's just, you know, it's peaceful. And sometimes it turns into something really beautiful. Sometimes it doesn't. That's okay. It doesn't have to. But it's important, you know. It's important to make sure when you're making things that they feel really good at the end of it for you they don't have to be perfect like I said they just need to feel good so let yourself feel good and attempt to make things let the the feelings of all of it just kind of flow through you and be I don't know more than I don't want to do this. This is all really bad. And I just, ugh, I made all this stuff and it's horrible. Mm, you know, like that, you have to change that mindset. I like candles in the studio. I have plants. I have other things. <laughs> um, there's just, there's, there's, you can't staring at an empty canvas and waiting for some inspiration to hit you will drive you insane so you have to figure out what is what is the goal that you're hoping to achieve do you want to draw a face? so just draw a face it doesn't have to be perfect and then you can always add color to change and fix and go about things one of the reasons I started doing inks instead of pencil was I got tired of drawing and erasing I was like I gotta just make something and just be a part of it let it just go and and make itself I have all these old business cards of mine where I made all these weird little sketches and whatnot, and I just covered a business card with them and that was nice I think people have this idea that like everything has to have a purpose mm, it's just not true guys my genshin, my galatas we have to we have to be willing to let ourselves just make stuff and in the process of making things just be okay with not really making anything you're not you're not hurting yourself by taking a break no one no one's going to bang on your door and go like, hey, you were supposed to be doing this. Why aren't you doing this right? You know, it's like, that's silly. You've, you're fully allowed to like, take your time. And I mean, I work on deadlines. So believe me, it's difficult. I have one right now that I'm working on. And I've literally done nothing with it. I have not been able to contemplate what I'm going to do with this piece it's supposed to be seasonal uh for the holidays and not specific holidays any holiday (laughs) any any winter holiday so i have to think of what i want to do i have to incorporate uh a person not even a particular person sometimes the the openness of it is the insanity of it where you're struggling to Just get anything, anything going to find the very basic, silly, like necessity of all of it. And that's difficult. It's just so open, so open, so vague, so, so sky's the limit. And I think the funniest part about it is like, those are the things that I like though. Because I hate working on things where people tell me too many details. I don't like when people don't give me any details, but I also don't like when people give me too many details. All right, so what I want is, like, I want uh, myself with a Band-Aid on my finger, and everything in the painting is blue. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> i like, what, what part didn't you want to do? And I was like, I you know, I don't I don't want to do everything in blue. Like that's just not that's not what I wanna do. Um I need I need a little more artistic freedoms than that. And sometimes you have to tell people no. Like I I appreciate what you're saying. I want to be helpful and figure out how you could come across all these things. But at this very moment I am not interested and being the artist for you because you want something that is not in the style in which I make. And that's okay, honestly. I think sometimes that's where the blockage comes from. The inability to say no. The inability to say no will drive you up the fucking wall. Because you're you're so busy trying to just get business going and that's honestly not what you <laughs> that's not what you do that's not how you are like you are a creative person who has all these ideas in their heads and you want to be free to create all these things so in a long-winded way that is my answer to how i stay motivated <laughs> Yeah. I don't even know if I said anything. Uh, all right. So, for an example, I have a person who I follow who is an artist, who's a fairly successful artist, and they are pregnant right now. They're 34 weeks into their pregnancy, and they have gotten to the point where they are doing illustrations, little comics about all the ways they feel while they're pregnant. And some are funny, some are sad, some are angry. But they're all real, and I think that's kind of the thing. You want to have a genuine feeling and experience about all the stuff that you are putting out into the world. And so I think that is probably one of the more difficult things about a lot of that stuff. Like People are not prepared to make artwork that doesn't represent them, doesn't feel real, and these are things that block you. I think artist block is probably one of the more terrifying things because it's awful to have it and then it's ten times worse sometimes to worry about having it because you, you manifest it, so to speak. So like I said, I have tons of sketchbooks. I have ones I paint in. I have ones I only draw in. I have... Ones I've barely touched, I have ones that are huge, that have been full pieces that I use to make prints. Just everything, you know, and they're all various sizes and paper types and so on and so forth. Uh, I personally really, really enjoy, um, like, watercolor paper, no matter what. Like, cold press watercolor paper, because I can always go back, and then I can paint it. And I really love the ability to be able to do that. So that's that's kind of a thing for me. Another thing I've been doing uh, for a while now is I've just been writing letters back and forth with people, and sometimes that's really good you know it's 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 therapeutic to go like, "Hey, how have you been? I've been doing this and this and this, and all these other things have been coming about, and I feel really happy, but I'm also really tired, <laughs> you know, and it's seasonal too, like you don't guess you don't get everything accomplished sometimes when it's when it's kind of a little ugly outside it's just it's harder it's it's a little stranger so to speak uh it's like uh alec has been doing these drawings for this D D group these really cool drawings that are really fun uh i think i shared them on my patreon so join my patreon you can see all types of cool stuff um yeah I mean, hell, sometimes that's something great you can do. Start a Patreon. Make something. You'll have, you know, I got four tiers on mine. Uh, two, one is hidden now, so I have three tiers now. Three public tiers. And with those three, technically four, I have made it a point to try and make something every week for all four of them. And so... I'm always busy <laughs> and these are all works that I'm working on that are public for me, but I choose which ones I want to share with each one of these groups. And it's, it's good motivation, honestly. And I have even wrote out a schedule and did all these things and you just kind of have to figure out a way to allow yourself to make things and be a part of your process. And that's really it, honestly. Like, it's it's silly and it's funny at the same extent because I think people struggle a lot with finding out ways to be extra super motivated in the process of not feeling motivated. <laughs> and, I mean, it will drive you crazy. There's nothing about it that's not nuts, honestly. Just not... I mean in my lifetime I had, I found when I was a child I was dose I was uh there we go as a child I was uh I was told that I had ADHD that I had a ADD which is attention deficit disorder <laughs> so while in the midst of quiet serenity or whatever um work time in school I was a lot of times, like kind of daydreaming and losing my focus. So like standardized testing and stuff was really, really difficult for me. And I kind of found out a way to get everything going, to get everything accomplished. But it was hard. You know, you don't, you you as a as a creative person are not going to always have every answer and every every way to do anything like it's just it's not that simple anymore it used to be really, really simple to make stuff, but it's you know it's not always, and that's okay life is in many ways kind of difficult because we have so many things already going on and then you're trying to add something creative that has something completely different to do with what you're trying to accomplish while you're accomplishing it so you have to figure out a way to be okay with that you know to just be in a in a place where you can just go, all right, I think I know what I want to do. I've got this idea. I should write it down because I'm far enough removed from it that I need to make peace with the fact that I'm not really sure what I want to do next. So you just kind of, you know, figure out what works for you. Everything else is just kind of, it's going to come together. It's just going to take time. That's kind of the funky little weird part about it. That it's going to take you time. There's nothing wrong with taking time. You just have to breathe, which I think is the hardest thing for most people to do, to just breathe and be helpful to yourself. I think in a lot of ways, like you have to figure out a way to just be kind of comfortable with not knowing what your next thing's going to be. Like, I've got a book that I'm working on. I've got several books I'm working on, actually. And so you have to make space and time for those things. To be happy and content and loving to yourself in those ways. If you look at a blank sheet of paper for more than 10 minutes and you can't say anything, get up. It's what they told me with insomnia when I was little. Get up. Try and go do something. Nothing too intense. Let yourself feel tired. And then go to sleep. But don't just stand there. Don't just lay there and expect yourself to reach this moment. Because that's not how you work. Yeah. Hmm. Alright. <laughs> well, this has been an overly intense Painter Files podcast. Uh, episode uh, 97? 97. 97. 97. <laughs> um, yeah, so... I'll talk to you, um, I guess, we will have, I'm trying to think, that two weeks from now, math, 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 I will see you next year. I love you, Galeras, you are wonderful, you have always been incredible for me, and I hope you are extremely well, and prosperous, and I made a new face mask, so you show check that out. The link will be in the description and I love you, Galaris. Alright. Paint her out. Ciao. See you next week. Year.